Bigfoot Society would like to thank the following sponsors for helping make the podcast possible. The Singular Fortean Society has combined open and honest paranormal investigation and journalism since 2016. Visit the Society at Singular Fortean for all the latest weird news and more. Come with us and investigate the impossible. Lauren Smith is the hostess for Nightcaller's Bigfoot Radio, which has been on air for over a decade and has completed over 300 shows. Lauren brings with her a unique viewpoint given that she is not only the daughter of one of the veteran female Bigfoot researchers in the South, but she has been conducting field research since she was a preteen some 20 years ago. Nightcallers is a Bigfoot world favorite and along with interviewing researchers and witnesses often features interviews with guests from the documentary film and entertainment industry. Lauren also does a vidcast segment called Nightcallers which features real encounters sent in by viewers. You can find all of this and more at nightcallersproductions.com. Welcome back to another episode of the Bigfoot Society podcast. This week I have the privilege of interviewing new friend Kit Morrill, Bigfoot enthusiast. And this was a really, really fun uh, interview with a lot of uh, really good audience questions and interactions. So, uh, so great to meet uh, 17 year in a row Bigfooter of the Year, Kit Morrill. And, uh, really hope you enjoy this interview so definitely uh, kick back get something to drink uh, get a snack whatever you want to get comfortable and uh, enjoy this interview with kip morrill 22 time in a row bigfooter of the year all right welcome to the bigfoot society podcast uh, my name is jeremiah thanks for hanging out with us tonight on your Friday night. Uh, got a great show planned for you tonight. Going to be uh, a lot of fun uh, talking with uh, the guest I have. And we already got a ton of cool people in the chat. Let's uh, shout out a few people. We got uh, SoCal Squatch. What's up, party people? I believe that's Todd Hale. We got Mr. Westport Aquarium. Mark Marcel is beer 30 like an hour or two ago. That's for sure. And uh, we got Jonathan Easley hanging out here, Western Bigfoot Exploration. We got Mr. Uh, Kevin Morrison. I hope Tate H is here too. Well, if you say Tate's name three times in a row, it's like Beetlejuice. He might show up. So careful what you wish for. Uh, who else? Hey, oh my goodness, he is in the chat. <laughs> Tate, you, you cool guy. Uh, hello, on the road currently to Florida. Oh, Tate's great. And we got my friend Greg. Hello from all dot the dot weird on Instagram. Good dude. Well, uh, hope you all are starting to enjoy your uh, time as we get down into the holiday season. If holidays are your thing, if they're not, just uh, I hope you got a chance to hang out too. And can squatch. Hey, how's it going? So uh, let's go ahead and bring on our guest here in. A minute again if you have any questions for our guest tonight is kip morrill you've probably uh, heard the name he is uh i think 75 years uh, in a row running big footer of the year um <laughs> so if you have any questions feel free to put those in the chat and we will get to those eventually we're going to start out first me and kip will be chatting We've got a few questions to run by him about bigfoot and then uh, we'll get to some audience participation as well so Let's go ahead and get uh, Mr. Kip Morrill 
on the screen. Hello, Kip. How's it going? Hey, good, Jeremiah. Good to be here. And um, yeah, uh, pretty stoked to be here on a Friday night and hanging out with you guys. For sure, man. For sure. I'm excited to meet you finally. Uh, you are one of those uh, legends in the Bigfoot community. I mean, everyone is like, oh man, there's so many things I could say about, uh, like, <laughs> it seems like you're a funny dude. <laughs> and um, oh, I love it. You've got quite, quite the history too, um, which is pretty cool. Do you mind if we go a bit into uh, what you used to do before you retired? No, not at all. Awesome. So uh, you used to be, I believe, a federal wildland firefighter. Is that correct? That's correct. Awesome. <clears throat> 31 years in the wildland fire service, uh, the last eight of which uh, I was the state aviation manager for the, the Bureau of Land Management, California, and then uh, went ahead and, and took the same position as the state aviation manager in Oregon and Washington BLM. So when I retired, I was... Uh, I was the, what we would call the SAM, the state aviation manager for Oregon and Washington. So Wow. That's huge for both states. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. No, it's it was a great job. Um, loved it. Didn't leave because of anything about the job that I didn't like. Mm -hmm. um, of course, you know, I, I got to do a lot of travel. Um, you know, I fought fire in Australia, Hawaii, Alaska, all over the Western United States. Wow. I did a, you know, an uh, IMT uh, assignment, uh, interagency uh Man, uh, incident management team, I'm sorry, uh, an assignment to Saipan uh, not too long ago. So I've, you know, I've gotten to do some amazing things. It's been an amazing career, but um, I'm 53. Uh, the, the position, yeah. you know, the, the job affords me an opportunity to rec to, to rec uh, retire a little earlier nice. um, because of the, the fire retirement. And uh, quite frankly, I was watching people uh, around me that uh, were passing away suddenly. Uh. Um, that were yeah. good friends. And so, you know, uh, I would have been mandatory out at 57. And but I, as I've told oh, people, wow. the, the retire at 57 diet 60 model, that's just, just not me. So, um, yeah. So as I mentioned earlier, uh, you know, I live full time in an RV. My wife and I awesome. are both retired, uh, just us and our little dogs. And we're planning to travel. And the question we always get with that is, um, well, would you, how long do you want to do that for? And I said, I don't know. And they go, well, you're so young. What are you going to do when you retire? I said, I don't know, probably drink more and look for Bigfoot more. And have fun. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> so yeah, exactly. So, oh man, what kind of dogs you got? We've got a little Chihuahua Terrier mix and then okay. a kind of a miniature Schnauzer. They're little guys. Oh, um, they're exactly. getting long in the tooth, nice. but um, so they like to hang out and, uh, they're good little travelers and, uh, you know, they're, they're just, they're, they're fantastic. You know, they're, they are really what, uh, what shows us what unconditional love is, you know? So. Love it. I love it. Yeah. That's a, yeah. Dogs and or kids will, will do that to you for sure. So that's, what I that's, hear. that's good. You're experiencing that for sure. <laughs> um, I've heard from a few different places and, um, that you you view yourself as a Bigfoot enthusiast. Is that correct? That would be accurate. Um, okay. I, I, I would think that I, 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 not that I don't think that people are researchers. I struggle with that definition. <clears throat> um, to me, um, you know, it, I think it's, it's a little bit more of a, a tighter definition of, of res to, to be a known as a researcher. You know, there's definitely 
there, there are people that are probably more like me that are more enthusiastic about it. Um, okay. You know, I, I used to tell people, you know, my knowledge of Big, Bigfoot is probably about like this, but my, it, my enthusiasm is like this. I get it. Know? I get it, so. dude. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. So uh, what was it that, uh, that drew you, of course, the question that always comes up at the beginning, what, what kind of drew you into like, oh, this Bigfoot thing is cool. Or was there a certain age that that really popped off? Like, what's the story behind that? So I was about seven years old growing up in Redding, California. And, um, I remember going to the Redding bookstore with my mom and buying the John Green booklet Mm. books, uh, on the track of the Sasquatch year, the Sasquatch, those, and um, in fact, I, I still have, I think, one of those with oh, my man. little handwriting in it with my name. And um, oh. but, you know, it was something that just really intrigued me. It scared me. It intrigued me, you know, knowing that um, there was something that could be living in the wilds, uh, you know, not too far from where I was living. So it was really interesting to me. Um, fast forward to about oh, 2012 and, and the Internet um, and, mm. and, you know, where where all of a sudden. You know, there is all this opportunity to be connected with other people that have the same interest. Oh, and sure, so yeah. uh, what I found is that, um, like most hobbies, uh, you either have all the time in the world or, and no money to pursue it or all the money in the world <laughs> and no time to pursue it. Oh, and so, so, yeah. <laughs> so what I'm finding is that um, in my retirement and my hope is that, um, you know, those two things will intersect at some point and, um, you know, I do have the time and I, I do have the, you know, the financial ability to do it. Yep. And so, um, so I'm looking forward to spending some more time out in the field, obviously when summer and, and it gets here. Um, yeah, so, so yeah, so, uh, but, but I've been interested ever since. And I was very, very fortunate when I did want to get into, uh, Bigfooting and Sasquatching, you know, I, I was able to meet people like Barkatino and one of the first, uh, Bigfoot, expeditions I was invited to was to go up and help reenact his thermal footage. So there I was, you know, brand new to Bigfooting and I met Bart and Rob Leiterman and um, just a a ton of different people. Uh, uh, Wally Hersom. Uh, So it's just, it was incredible uh, an opportunity and I didn't have to pay the 500 bucks to go on a BFRO expedition. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that kind of, kind of opened the door. And if somewhere if ever... right now, somewhere right now, Matt money makers like, wait, what a minute. We didn't get Kip's money. Come on. What's that guy's name again? The big of the year guy. Oh, I appreciate guy. Matt. Someday I want to talk to Matt. But, yeah. So, yeah. So I had a great opportunity and, and met some, some really amazing people. And I mean, I, I was just thinking tonight of all the people that uh, that I've met in in, in Bigfooting, um, just great people. You know, I, I mean, you know, aside from you know a few others like Todd Hale, you know, otherwise they're usually really nice people. Gotcha. That was a joke. I was like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> this went south. No, you're very like straight, straight man in that. I, I was impressed. Um, so let's fa- let's rewind a little bit. So you grew up in Redding, which is like three hours away from Bluff Creek, right? Yes. Give or take around there. So same same area. Um, Trinity is it Trinity Forest area ish? Uh, 
So it's the Shasta Trinity National Forest, okay. and then okay. you have the Six Rivers National Forest, which gotcha. we in fire call it the Six Cricks. And then, uh, of course, the, the Klamath National Forest as well. So it's kind of in that area. In fact, I have a picture. I, I've got to find it. A picture with my father and I uh, standing in front of that carved Bigfoot statue in uh, oh. in Willow Creek. The, so, the Oma statue? The Oma statue. The, the super so, old Oma statue. Yeah, that's so cool, dude. Yeah. Oh, Refresh my. my memory, but I can't, I'm trying to think of the, the gentleman who carved it, um, Jim McLaren, who's, yeah, uh, who lives correct. down yeah. in... Uh, he lives down in South America, but yeah, I have a picture of myself as a little tiny oh, kid. So, you know, and I remember driving through and, and kind of keeping my eyes peeled because you just never know. Right. So For sure. Uh, and do you mind if I ask uh, what kind of, um, what time frame was that when you were uh, around that age? Was it, um, I'm not going to 77, 76, 77. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. Mid, mid seventies. So, so do you remember hearing about the Patterson Gimlin film uh, when you were, when you were younger then, or did you have oh, an yeah. intersection with that? Yeah. How was that? What was that like? Uh, I, just knowing, um, I, I think that, you know, initially as a, as a small child, seeing that, that video and, and not having an opinion, whether it's fake or this or that, you know, I'm looking at it like, oh, that's a real thing. And, mm. you know, just, feeling the hair stand up on the back of your neck or your arms as you watch that. And just, again, sure. just absolutely intrigued with the fact that there's something out there that, you know, that that's still a mystery, yeah. you know, and I, I'd have to say that that's 99% of the fun of it. Right. Oh yeah. For real. Um, it, it's, and that's before, you know, thinking of it now, it's like you live in a world where you can supposedly look up all the information in a device you hold in your hand and to think that yes there is something still out there that mankind has to discover or can discover or doesn't know everything about it yet i think that's very intriguing to us as a as a society today or it is to me i guess i can speak for society but whatever um <laughs> uh jonathan says this is a long tito's commercial hey i wanted to call that out good to see you buddy um <laughs> Let's uh, let's sprinkle in a few uh, audience questions that I got earlier, real quick. So Tate says, "What does it take to win Bigfooter of a Bigfooter of the Year?" What do you think? Well, if I told kind of... people, then it wouldn't be a That's secret true. anymore, then you right? Would never get it again. So we're, it's a secret, <laughs> Tate. Sorry, you're gonna have to figure that out for yourself. Um, how how um how um I guess I, I want to I don't want to be too crude, but I would tell Tate that um, knowing where to shit in the woods it's a good help that oh that i, I, I get it i okay funny yeah i i've heard it um let's see oh yes uh, my friend jonathan dodd uh he wants to know what is your biggest bigfoot research influence wow you know um i would have to say it it, it kind of goes with several people probably without a doubt, Barkatino is, mm. is probably my number one. Um, if you've never met Bart, he's incredibly passionate. He's incredibly intelligent. Um, and by the way, he's a hell of a cook. He's a chef. So, um, oh, but, but that's real. all you know, for real. His oh, family, cool. his family owns a restaurant, a famous restaurant in Monterey called the sardine factory. Mm. And so when, 
my birthday several times in the Redwoods with Bart. He's made me his famous vodka pasta sauce and just, I'm telling you, it's just, it's amazing. Wow. It's one thing to eat amazing pasta sauce. It's another thing to eat it at two o'clock in the morning in the Redwoods over a campfire. So, but, uh, so I'd have to say Bart is probably a a big influence. Um, I would probably say uh, Kirk Brandenburg. Uh, people, a lot of people don't know a lot about Kirk, but yeah. um, he's he's an incredible, uh, intelligent, smart, fun to be out in the woods with. He's not one of those people that's on Facebook all the time, but um, but Kirk is definitely. Um, and I guess I can say this here: I'm a huge Derek Randall's fanboy. Oh. So. Who is it? Though, right? <laughs> no, right? I mean, anybody can wear shorts like that and look that good. No, oh, I. Um, but you know, the, those folks. You know, uh, of course, my own f- friends with the Bluff Creek Project. You know, mm. Rowdy Kelly, Robert Leiterman is a huge influence. Robert is just an Such amazing a nice guy. Oh my gosh! Yeah, um, Stephen, um, some guy named Hieronymus, the nephew of. Uh, you know, he's he's inspiring to me I too. Know. You gotta, you gotta watch out for that guy because right. if he's related, we got issues. <laughs> That's right. No, Tate but, is such a nice guy. He's very cool. But, but certainly, you know, I, I'm always inspired by what the Olympic Project folks are doing. Um, mm. You know, it's to me, um, you know, and I uh, obviously I'm biased, but I'm going to say that the Bluff Creek Project and uh, the Olympic Project are truly conducting what I would term research. Um, you know, and looking at, you know, the, uh, looking at that scientific method of, you know, uh, uh, the hypothesis and, you know, the null hypothesis. I mean, there, there, there's some real, some real work being done there. So oh, um, sure. definitely inspired by those folks. I probably left out a ton of people, you know, um, Shelly Covington, Montana is just, I love Shelly. Down she's, in Texas, right? She, oh, she's just, yeah, she yeah. is just totally she's dialed Amy Boo. She's just amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's, I, I could go down. I, I, um, well, coming into Nevada today, I was thinking of Shannon LeGrow. So. Oh yeah. Shannon know, is great. She's really fun you know, to talk to. You, you come into it's Nevada definitely. and it says, you know, Shannon, you know, Shannon LeGrow's lives here. Don't be a douche. It is. Leave the state <laughs> better than you found it. You know? So I'm like, okay, right. Exactly. I'm Exactly. Oh my gosh. Okay. So Tate says no relation to Bob. Well, we'll see, but yeah. um, that's what he says. That's yeah. That's what he says. So yeah, don't get him riled up. Um, so let's talk about uh, actually. So one big thing that comes up when you hear uh, the name Kit Morrill is the, you already kind of alluded to it, the thermal footage recreation in the Sierra. So kind of, let's say, this, this isn't exactly a Bigfoot-only podcast. Like, it is technically a cryptozoology-themed um, podcast. So there could be people listening to this that are not, like, you know, know all the Bigfoot stuff. So can you walk us through, like, why was the the BART thermal footage, why was that such a, a big deal? Well... So, you know, obviously it was completely by accident. They just happened to be in the area. They were, they were researching an area where I don't know if you're familiar with the Justin Smea, uh, uh, Bigfoot shooting 
that that whole thing shot a Bigfoot. Um, so Justin was up there at the time. Um, Todd Hale was there. Todd could Todd was actually there when it happened. Uh, he and Rosa Hebe and some other people. Um, so you know Bart and Son Oriavong, um, who was uh, I'm trying to think of his uh, his page. Anyways, they went for a walk at one o'clock in the morning, and Bart happened to he's always got that therm in his hand and he's out there until all hours. I mean, he is just dedicated, but um, you know, he just happened to look down a particular site path and saw what looked like. Uh, and, and if you've ever used a thermal, you'll, you'll see when something's warm out there, it pops yeah. and it's like okay. white hot. And it's like, Oh, wow. So immediately he saw with son and I'm, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm trying to get through this quick to, to, I don't want to take up your whole podcast talking about that. Bart would be a great guest though someday. Um, He's on the list, which was, is like thirty people long. So don't worry. I would someday. Right. I will definitely talk to Bart if he's up for it. So he's incredibly interesting. Yeah. But he he saw what what looked like uh, heat signatures. But at first he just thought it was Todd and Roe and those guys around the fire. But then realized that actually that was offset, and so. Basically, after the recreation, and, and I got to take part in a, a, a huge part of that, um, and Bart will say, I'm, I'm not saying they were Bigfoot, but what I am saying is there were two to three bipedal subjects in camp that night. The smallest was around uh, six and a half to seven, uh, seven feet tall. The other was seven and a half to eight feet tall. They weren't wearing clothing. And okay. so, you know, that's that's what he'll say. He'll say, I'm not saying they're Bigfoot, but, you know, there's some big naked people running around there and they weren't from our camp, you know? I'm going to so, say if they're not Bigfoot, then I really don't want to know what the other options are. You know, like it's, that's pretty crazy. Like, and it's wow. really interesting, you know, the, and, and, and I think this kind of goes to show you um, everybody on the internet has an opinion, whether mm. it's about, and, and a lot of oftentimes it's half cocked opinions based on not getting the full, uh, story or the and, and just running with bits and pieces of it. And a great example would be, you know, these nest sites that um, that the Olympic Project are looking at. They're not saying that they're Bigfoot nests. They're saying that it's very intriguing and it's very interesting, and they're they're researching. It. I mean, they're truly researching it. But every time you turn around on the internet, somebody's going, "Oh." They, those aren't Bigfoot nests. What do those guys know? That's a, you know, and, and the same thing with Bart's thermal footage. Well, that's just those guys around the campfire. You know, they were just right there. And it's like, were you there? I was there. I've seen it. Right. You know, yeah. it's it's like, I've actually researched it. Have you taken the time to see the, 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 uh, you know, the, 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 what am I trying to say? The, the, the actual footage and look at the yeah, recreation yeah, yeah. and actually see the site pattern and, and see it's like, but but unfortunately, those people uh, get a lot of attention and they go off half cocked, which leads to just a, a lot of misinformation. Oh, sure. Yeah, this. Uh, yep. Let's call it out. I was just about to say Kevin Morrison says keyboard warriors. hundred percent, my dude. Totally. Bam. Um, yeah. I mean, that's it. And it's like, yeah, you think that they know all the info and they just like type, type, type and whatever. You know, it's like, man. Olympic project. I love those guys. Like I could go off about that whole, that's, I could just go off. We're not going to do that today, but it's like, I really appreciate what they're doing up there. And um, 
Seth's documentary was solid, and so was uh, Alex and Eli's as well to go along with that. But and one thing that disappointed me about that, um, I was really hoping that they were going to show Shane Corson doing some karaoke. <laughs> um, it didn't happen, but you know, guy has an amazing voice, even with a slight Scottish accent. I think that probably makes it even the more better. Who knows? But it does. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a straightforward question here. Um, in your opinion, and I get all opinions on this show. What is Bigfoot to you? How are you? How do you explain what it is? Because we know that can go a lot of different ways. Well, I will say that. I do believe it's a, a flesh and blood creature. Mm-hmm. So I will say that. Um, and I will say that we don't know what we don't know. And you and I spoke about this a little bit um, exactly. before we came on talking about the fact that um, it's mystery. There's a lot of unknowns and there's a lot of things that we don't know uh, about the universe. You know, uh, humankind is an arrogant species. We think we know it all, right? Exactly. And we got iPhones, right? We got to yeah. know it all. But the bottom line is, I and, and this is alluding to the fact that I can't completely discount, uh, I don't want to say woo, but um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just, I don't, I don't know. We don't know until we have a, an actual physical biological specimen on a slab. No one's going to know uh, okay. for sure. So I'm, I'm on the fence on the one. Um, and, and I think that the other thing too is, and, and I'm, kind of sidestepping that question just a little bit but the thing is that um, when it comes to uh, a sighting to, for somebody or an experience for somebody you know that's incredibly uh, uh, personal mm. and so you know for me to t- tell somebody well you didn't experience that oh, oh you yeah. were you know you were you're crazy uh, yeah you know like I always tell people, I said, Bigfoot people aren't crazy. The leprechaun people are crazy. But <laughs> no, <that's... laughs> I just lost all my leprechaun viewers. Thanks. I know. Right. Sorry. <laughs> but crazy in a good way. Yeah. No, exactly. it, but it, it's just it's it's interesting. You know, there's there's such um, it's like very political. Right. So it's like mm-hmm. the 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 Trump Trump and anti Trump people, the it's the spiritual Bigfoot people. And then there's the physical Bigfoot people. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're talking about. And the bottom line is we, none of us really know what we're talking about. We're all trying. That's that's why we're in the mystery. Right. So. Yeah. We all look a little crazy to the person way outside. That's like, wait, what Um, you guys believe in Bigfoot (laughs) outside of this community? Like in my my community, uh, I get that all the time. I I was on a national preparedness review. I was in, I was in grand junction, Colorado. And our mm. national ops specialist is standing there. And my friend who happened to be one of the fire management officers there in Grand Junction, I came out after interviewing somebody for the for the review. And he's standing there with all these, you know, big wigs from, from yep. DC. Okay. And he looks at me and goes, So, you find Bigfoot yet? I'm like, uh, here we go. <laughs> well, that cat's out of the bag, so here we go. Yeah, but then the other thing is, sure, you have that, but then you have the people that circle around to you later, and they're like, hey, uh, by the way, you're the Bigfoot guy, right? Like, uh, let me tell you about this. Like, that's happened to me at my own work, you know? 
So I had, yeah. um, I was with a biologist. Um, this would have been several years ago. Uh, I was a, a basically an agency rep on a fire. And I usually, brand, I, I bridge the subject by going, well, mm-hmm. so I got this hobby. And I go, oh, really? You go, yeah, I'm an avid Bigfoot enthusiast. Oh, really? And I either get, uh, which I've gotten many times, like, oh, I totally believe that. Or I get the. Yeah. See you either, either one of those. Right. But I, I do open myself up to it. I don't mind. I I'm, I don't think I'm crazy. At least I think so. Um, but this particular biologist, um, it led to about six months down the road, I, I got a phone call from another biologist on a national forest who said, hey, I heard you're the Bigfoot guy. And we just wow. had this guy come in and reported this sighting. So oh, long story short, it just this gentleman was up in the Golden Trout Wilderness uh, camping uh, fishing trip had to get out of the tent to go relieve himself one night. I think he was like a retired CHP officer or something. Okay. But in the moonlight in this rock strewn area that was just all the way down to this lake, which was difficult walking. He said mm. he watched this thing just glide down to the, the lake. Um, wow. He said it wasn't like, you know, like the reports of like the big you know, four foot, you know, wide chest and this and that. He said it right. reminded him more of like a, a NBA player, a very, very tall, lanky NBA player. And he said um, he felt as though it was an honor and a privilege to have the experience and that mm. he wanted to report it because if they're real, he wanted to make sure that their people know that they're there and that they're, they should be protected. So it was that kind of really cool. Yeah, that is cool. Um have you ever had any sightings or encounters yourself personally? I I've had things that um I, I can't say were Bigfoot, okay, but I can say that um I don't know what they were, and so that they're hmm. they're intriguing to me. Things that, that I think back. Uh, my wife and I were in my pickup truck up above Coos Bay, Oregon, headed to a oh, place sure. called uh, the Bomb trail or the the bomb site uh in world war ii the the japanese launched some aircraft that they put together in submarines and tried to drop incinerary bombs on no uh, way on really to the west coast yeah that's wild so, dude oh man so it wow. was a uh, the site up there that we were kind of go visit um and so on the way back um something screamed at us um, mm. And it was kind of one of those things where we're, we're going slow enough, but I, I looked at her and I, I, did you, did you hear that? And she said, yeah. And, and she's a biologist, a wildlife biologist by trade. So she knows oh, wow. what a, an elk sounds like. She knows what all these different things sound like. And it didn't sound like that. It just, I just remember the hair standing up on the back of my neck because it was like, it was starting the, like the wheels were turning inside your brain. Like, am yeah. I hearing that? And it was just something that really, really strongly projected and scared, scared mm. me. So, and then wow. one other time um, I was in uh, actually at Laos camp and I was with, it was Daniel Perez and I, we were the only okay. ones there. We were waiting for people. This Uh-oh. would have been October. We were trying to get down to the actual film site in, you know, late October, 2018, something like that. And I had okay. my big fa- fancy silver tent set up. I was way in the back of, of Laos camp, kind of where Robert Leiterman usually camps, but he wasn't there. Hmm. And so I had my, my tent set up and then Daniel was way up in the, in the front area. Okay. And, and anyways, at some point um, I was awakened 
because of it sounded like something had taken and just popped the top of my my tent. Oh and man, it scared me. I was in a Whoa. dead sleep, you know. Yeah. And so, um, and so my I immediately sat up and I said, I said, "Hey," and I listened and I didn't hear anything. Uh, and then in the morning, I woke up thinking, oh, you know, probably it's probably a stick fell. I'll just find some, sure. you know, that's that's usually Occam's razor, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but there wasn't any. And so it either either something slapped my tent in the middle of the night or somehow I dreamed it. I, I don't I, I can't say with with certainty that it that it did happen, but I can't say with certainty that it didn't happen. So those were that's two wild two things that kind of come to mind and, you know, nothing yeah. like, you know, wow, I saw one step out from behind a tree and it's like, no, you know, I've had some, some times where, you know, it's just that feeling of, you know, it just doesn't feel right. So, but that's about it, you know, but I will that's, say this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that um, I always tell people, you know, I, I try and get out when I can, but you have a 100% chance, more of a chance of having an experience or finding evidence if you're actually outside in the woods. No, really? No, oh, yeah. So I can't just like be on Facebook and find Bigfoot and check evidence? this out. Every <laughs> this is wild, every, right? I know. Huh? Every living adult in the world either believes in Bigfoot or they don't. No, I'm throwing my computer across the room right now. This is crazy. <laughs> wow. All of you, you should be writing this down because this is awesome. You all should be hitting subscribe to this channel if you haven't already. Thank you very much. Um, (laughs) What do you feel is the squatchiest place on earth? Oh, man. You know, I'm going to be pretty biased, but, um, you know, I I definitely think um, I can't say it's it's kind of a secretive spot. Not I it's not secret, but. It's you a, can, if you want to say regional, that's fine too. Like, I, I don't want you to give away any like super kip spots, you know. But no, Bartert and Bobo would kill me. But um, but I will. What I will say is that um, it's it's a place that they they've gone and Bart and I have gone, and it's uh it's in the in in the in the Redwood region, and that place is amazing in that. Um, even walking into during the daytime into that area, I get the creeps. So, but you know, um, even though I haven't spent much time there, um, you know, you can't get any squatchier than the Olympics. The, that that place is just oh for sure, right? Yeah, you know, the, totally. the whole rainforest. I didn't see any hoes there, but for sure, though. No? For show no hoes at the whole forty forest. <laughs> oh, this this episode is big ready explicit. It's party time. Sorry, kids, if you're listening. To this. But yeah, I mean that place is just you know um, get get a very interesting vibe. I mean it's just you know it, it's a rainforest. It's dark. It just has all those components. And then you know the Olympic Project folks. I mean you know they're finding stuff left and right, but. You know, there's also a lot of places I just never been. I don't know if you've ever heard the uh, when Kirk and I were together, and we recorded that sound in. It's, uh, it's being called out in the chat right now, actually. Okay. Chris so wa- Chris Spencer wants you to to. He's like, hey, talk about that. And where's Chris? Is Chris out there? Uh, well, let's check it out. Chris says, oh, hey, what about hey. the vocals you and Kirk heard? Kip. 
yeah well no that's yeah. and, and thanks for reminding me and, and by the way chris and his uh lovely friend uh reby k his girlfriend um uh, miss mm-hmm. slick are also two very good close personal friends of mine who i absolutely adore and uh have uh, an enormous amount of respect for but mm-hmm. yeah thanks chris <laughs> that's a great point um so kirk and i we had we were in uh, morton and there were three different camps and todd was there todd was actually in with i think maybe with chris i i, I can't remember um, it was listeners you're saying sorry uh todd hale and uh kirk kirk brandenburg and i but um oh, but right. chris okay. spencer was there yep. and rebecca and uh todd and and i mean there's just a quite a variety yeah. of people gotcha okay but it was probably one or two o'clock in the morning and and i i was camping over at the i guess you could call it the main campsite and there were two Mm -hmm. other spots there was uh camp six and and hilltop well kirk and i were going to get ready to come into to hilltop camp so i got on the radio and i just said hey this is kip kirk and i are coming into hilltop uh you know just just a heads up and immediately somebody came back and i don't remember who it was and they said negative negative stand down we're getting trees put being pushed over and, and, a, and a lot of Whoa. that type of activity going on. And so, you know, I'm thinking, Yikes. wow. Okay. So Kirk and I decide, okay, we're, we're not going there. We'll, we'll walk up the road towards mm-hmm. where the entrance to what we were calling camp six. So we start walking and all of a sudden, and, and if you could hear it and, and it's out there somewhere, I, I could share it somehow, or you could get it or maybe um, Chris could share it or something, but yeah. In essence, what it sounded like was oh, kind of a, a wow. this, this kind of sing song thing, right? Okay. And the thing was, um, you know, my little reptilian brain, part of my brain, the first thing that came to mind for me was, what the hell are those guys doing? They just told us not to come up there and now they're yelling. Oh, so, yeah, sure. So it wasn't yep. like, it wasn't like, oh, that was a that sounded like a coyote or that sounded like a whatever my literally my first reptilian brain thought was what are those guys what a bunch of knuckleheads why are they doing that (laughs) you know right and then um but to hear it it's it's actually it's (laughs) it's pretty intriguing and i believe shane i think or shane or todd or, or chris somebody was telling me there's some a similar vocalization that they've heard over on the Olympic Peninsula as well, so mm. wow, but, uh, but yeah, so um, but you got to hear it. It's it's pretty interesting, and and what you'll hear, Kirk will say, "That wasn't an owl." That's <laughs> like, yeah, I didn't think so, bro. I did not there's think so. There's something on the hill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's not an owl. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um. I so I'm gonna get back to the audience questions in a bit because there are some good ones in there for sure. But I'm uh, I'm curious, uh, what's your top evidence for Bigfoot? Do you have a, a favorite? And this can be historical. This can be personal. I leave it way open to interpretation. Well, you know, it it would probably it would probably uh, be pretty cliche to say, oh, the Patterson Gimlin film. Um, but then again, you know, I have some bias because I, I was actually a part of, of the recreation with Bart's thermal. I find mm. that to be extremely, 
sure. intriguing. Um, you know, and um, some of the, you know, I it, it's interesting because we're starting to get into some other, other than just, you know, footage or, or, or other than just track footage or track evidence or some of these other things, you know, um, you know, people like David Ellis and Chris Spencer and those guys, I mean, that's just freaking cutting edge working totally. on the, on the audio side, um, which I think is that could yield some things again. Oh, yeah. It's going to take a dead one. You know, it'd be great if one died of old age and we found what, it. Yeah. You know, that would be great. But um, you're not you're not going to find it because of decay in the woods. That's I right. Mean, but that would be nice, though, right? Well, so it's those be- asshole leprechauns that keep dragging them off. That's why I don't like leprechauns. So, <laughs> oh my sorry. So, no, it's good. I don't care. Um, <laughs> sir. Uh, <laughs> oh, um, I'm going to throw something out there see if it lands. So. The fact you were a firefighter uh, or pretty much you're fighting fires in the woods is the, the easy way to say that, right? More yes, or less. more or less. There's always these stories that come out about, okay, there's these firefighters in the California fires and they saw Bigfoot or they found a track. Like, have you ever run into any stories like that? Or is that usually just some dudes like sitting around like blah, blah, blah? Or what do you do you have any thoughts on that? Um, you know, I've, I've actually uh, a good friend of mine, uh, you know, again, when people find out that I have this interest, uh, but it was a good friend of mine. It was, I can't remember what year it was, but, um, he was on a fire, I think somewhere on the Plumas national forest. And there was a native American crew from the Southwest. Mm. Well, um, he was called as an EMT. He was called to the top of the fire because there was an injury. So he got to the top of the fire. And it was these two uh, young Native American uh, firefighters, and one had had basically been knocked out. Um, but what they wow. they said was that they were on the top of the fire, and that they heard this noise, and that he, they looked up, and in this tree, there was a monkey man, and the monkey man jumped Whoa. down out of the tree and started running away. Well, the one firefighter was so scared, he ran and ran directly into a tree and knocked himself out. And that was why my friend was called up uh, oh, on an wow. injury. That's so wild. that those kinds of stories, you know, the that seems it seems rather intriguing. Um, I've known some hella repellers that uh, have been out in the woods, and uh, one of them was just telling me he had been a, a hella repeller. He's he's now in the air tanker world, but um, he had like a Sasquatch hat or something on, and I I showed up at his base last summer. Yeah. I'm like, hey, you're you're a Bigfoot guy. And he goes, oh, yeah. He said that he and a, another guy repelled this fire somewhere in Oregon. And that um, he said that he was he was sleeping one place and his partner, his repel partner was sleeping about 100 yards away. And he said something just kept walking around behind him and oh man, shining his light back there and it stopped. But he said it definitely sounded bipedal. Next morning, he and his, his repel partner, they get over you know get a fire going and, and get a little coffee and he said how did you sleep he goes this is the other guy slept like shit he goes i don't know what the hell that was it was walking around last night oh, man. so you know I, I think that there's a lot of those kinds of stories that you're going to hear and that's probably the tip of 
the iceberg yeah, of the stories totally. you're not going to hear because totally. it's the I don't want to seem crazy, you know. Yep. And and there's I mean that's unfortunately that's that's the way things are. People mm-hmm. won't share a lot because they're afraid of the ridicule. They're afraid it might injure them professionally. And, you know, there'll be people oh, yeah. that are t- telling me like, you know, I've, I've told people have told me, you know, you don't have to tell everybody you're into Bigfoot. And I'm like, eh, I don't <laughs> care. I'm good, man. I, you know, I, that's, that's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm crazy enough, but, uh, but no, it's, it's, it could be, it, uh, unfortunately it, people look, view it as detrimental to their career, detrimental to them. And, and some, so it's, yeah, some people do. Yeah. I think you're just the, that's like the tip of the iceberg of things that you're hearing. So. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's so you know, there's some crazy stuff out there that's like people are waiting until their deathbed or whatever to tell someone for sure. Um, what would so what would you do? Let's say if you're in the woods and you see a monkey man jump out of a tree, what are you gonna do, Kip? Like, what's your reaction to that? I would I would like to think that I'd be like quick draw McGraw and I'd have my <laughs> iPhone out there and I'd have the video, right. I'd have the evidence. But we all know how that works. I think that people, you know, they're often critical of, well, why didn't you, <laughs> you know, and I was scared half to death or I was shocked or, oh, yeah, you know, sure. I would challenge people to, you know, to go out and, you know, get a picture of, of a bear that runs across the road or get a picture of a, you know, so mm-hmm. I think yep. that, um, you know, I, I tell people that, you know, that I can usually count on maybe my couple of my, my both hands how many people that I would want to talk to if I had like a true encounter, a true experience. Um, It's a very, very small number. um, But the absolute last place that I would talk about it or, or try and present the evidence would be on Facebook. So, yeah, right. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Yeah. That's a good answer. Uh, Friend Greg's uh, who uh, all dot that uh, we're on Instagram uh also a patreon supporter uh mark is too i appreciate both of you if there's others in the chat i appreciate you as well but these are the only ones that have asked questions from what i see uh greg says hey question have you heard any accounts of aggressive bigfoot not really and i gotta give uh greg a shout out i don't see too many morals with the same last name with it oh for sure I, yeah same same so last name. I'm, like, I'm like hey that's that's pretty cool so, and Greg, I don't know if you knew this, but there is a Morrill County, Nebraska, Morrill, Nebraska, with the, sp- the spelling of our last name. It's kind of interesting, but um, but I digress, I realize. Um, but, you know, the, the aggressive accounts, I haven't, not really. Um, you know, I, I, would, I would say that my belief is that they aren't all harmonious, peace, love, and plain yogurt, um, you know, creatures. You know, but but I I would think that they're just like any other creature, and that there's there's some that are probably fairly curious and gentle, and then there's some real assholes. Well, that's the thing, right? I mean, like just let's look at people. There's there's right. nice people, and then there's don't. I'm a nice guy, but I I've had some you're the nice. I've had some yeah, cranky cranky sure. time, you know. So maybe <laughs> you know you catch them at the wrong time. It's like, hey, I'm out here. I'm trying to fish, or I'm trying to like, and all of a sudden I'm interrupted. Um, I do find it interesting listening to some of the the different podcasts about these encounters mm-hmm. that these these hunters have had, and particularly it seems like in the the east uh, east Texas, the big thicket sounds like the place where if you really want to see something that's aggressive, go there and then point your gun at them. 
So I've yeah, that's weird, that right? Intrigued. Yeah, it's like you know, um, 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 Mike Woolley, his his account, which is incredible. You know, as soon as he pulls that gun out, even to just take a look, it's like they seem to know what that is. And then it's like it's, it's on. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of kind of interesting. Uh, is, Tate says is Mark Marcel. A... Mark Marcel is out there, too. Yeah, he's he's out here is uh, Westport Aquarium. Um, oh, Tate cool. says there's nice people. Then there's Kit Morrill. Well. I think he's cool. I'm sure you think he's cool too, Tate. I, really but, um, <laughs> uh, I have, so I'm going to say a few topics. Um, and then if you have any reactions or like uh, quick s- statements about them, I'd be, I'd be curious. I like to ask people about stuff they don't usually get asked about. So it might be non Bigfoot stuff. We'll see in here. Uh, Bluff cool. Creek project. Uh you know, amazingly interesting, uh, dedicated people. Uh, and, and, and I think that it's, there's so much history. If you ever, ever have the opportunity to go to the, the humble state library and look at the, uh, what's his Oh, collection? the Bigfoot room. Yeah. The Bigfoot room, right? Yeah. Yeah. But Everyone you know, about that. there's so much history and I was, I think it was, it was Cliff. I was talking to, Oh God, a couple of months ago about Bigfoot history and about how people in Bigfooting in the past have absolutely sucked at it. Um, and it's made, you know, but, but there's so much history there, you know, like with Mark and all of his Ape Canyon work, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, yep. it's like, it's like bringing out the facts, bringing out Amazing. all that history, bringing out all that information. And there's so much that, that can be learned by, you know, rediscovering the film site. And if you haven't bought your Robert Leiterman book, get on it, dude, get on it. It's, and get and I'm, I'm, book. I'm totally biased, but um, he did an amazing job on that. It's but again, wild. it's, you know, there's a lot of information that, that, that is still left to be gathered. Um, you know, that, and, and there's, there's still more work that needs to be done down there, but, um, mm-hmm. but, but it's like I said, it's an incredibly uh, interesting group uh, and, you know, a shout out, he's not on, on Facebook much, but, um, but one of our Bluff Creek members, Dustin Seavers, um, he's, he's looking not at just the film site. He's looking at all the players that have things to do. That's kind of been his focus. And so it's, it's been this really interesting intersection of different thoughts and processes and, and ideas of how to utilize, you know, some of that, that history. To, to, sure. to move forward and document so um olympic project oh man I mean, gold standard For sure. you know they're just uh you know if you've ever met those people you know uh derek todd shane um you know i'm probably leaving a bunch of people out but um but but the thing i'm always in, in, impressed with these are just really really good people and smart mm-hmm. people and if you talk to like somebody like Derek or Shane or even Todd, it's like oh, the yeah. thing that I really appreciate about them is the fact that, um, you know, there's there's family way up here. And then there's that big footing thing that's like way down here. You know, the priority is um, the thing with with that group is uh, there's not a lot of ego there. There's there's a lot of hard work. Yes. There's just a lot of, you know, um, I guess it would be like the old time uh, detective, uh, you know, that, that just does the hard work, right? 
just grinds it yep, out. Exactly. And that's, that's the Olympic project. All right. Uh, finding Bigfoot. Brought the subject to the masses. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so, you know, I, I think that it, it probably led to more information, led to more uh, people being curious and, and interested. But it's funny, literally like nine out of 10 people that I'll talk to, they'll say, I'll say, have you ever seen the, the TV show Finding Bigfoot? They're like, no. So me too. No, it's very niche, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, but, you know, for the people that it did reach, I do believe that it did did something in that it was, um, it, it just brought the subject out of the shadows, mm -hmm. more or less. So, and, and you know, Again, you know, I, I don't really know Renee very well. I've only met Matt uh, once or twice, but you know, you get, you got your your Cliff and your Bobo types, and yeah. they're I mean they're into it. This this is oh for sure. That's that's not just like something they do on TV. It's like they're they're down with it. So it, it's, yeah, it's, it it's for real. And if you know that, I think that makes the show even more interesting because it's like okay, these guys exactly. are they're not just acting. They they're really into it. So. All right, here come here comes some weird stuff. Ready? All right, dog man. Uh, I'm out there. I'm not sure. Again, people have very personal experiences, and I, I don't want to discount that. It's a tough one. I think that um, maybe it's mis misidentification, and it could mm. be um, maybe Bigfoot or Sasquatch. Uh, I don't know. I too, yeah. I got a hard time with that one. So it just. But again, it's like here I am a Bigfoot person calling dog man people crazy. It's like, yeah, okay. All right, dude. <laughs> well, it's really funny because sometimes you talk to Bigfoot people about weird stuff and stuff comes out that you've never heard, so you never know, right? That happened in my Dr. Meldrum episode. So if you listen to that, if you haven't listened, oh, I, I will. One. It's good. Um, Mothman. Hmm. Again, you know, it's a tough one people have had experiences and uh, I think there's a lot of things that we don't know. We just don't know what we don't know. It's, you know, do you yep. believe in angels or do you believe in God? I, you know, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm, I, I am a Christian and I believe in those things. Um, and so, I don't know, maybe it's, it was an angel or a, a satanic something exactly or other. Weird. Yeah. A weird twist on it that I Who haven't knows, heard a lot right? of. Uh, Two more in uh, UFOs. Yes or no? Ooh. Well, I got an interesting experience with that. I lived in really? Orland, okay. Orland, California. <clears throat> this would have been probably about six or seven years ago. Um, my wife and I were sitting in our hot tub, and it was a completely moonless night, dark as mm. dark as me. And I'm looking in the hot tub, and I'm looking to the north. And what got my attention was um, the stars were being blotted out. And so I was like, hmm. So I asked my wife, I said, hey, do you see what I'm looking at? And so she turns around with her back to the north and says, yeah. And what happened was it was a triangular shaped craft. Oh, no. Really? And it was passing from oh, north no. to south. <laughs> and it came right over the top of us, completely silent, no lights, no anything. And there was okay. one one street light on that was uh, on our street 
and it was low enough that it illuminated just a little bit of the bottom of that craft as it went by. So, so I, uh, what I think it was, I think it was probably something that we just don't know anything about yet. Oh, totally. Um, yeah, yeah, totally. You know? yeah. 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 But when it comes to aliens, uh, UFOs, those types of things, uh, it would be extremely arrogant for us to think that we're the only intelligent life on the planet or, you know, unintelligent life, but, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, uh, I, I get you. I get you. So, so I think that, um, it's highly possible that, um, well, I, I would think I, I say it's highly probable that there are things that we just don't know about that are out there. So I agree. Uh, last, uh, last weird topic one. Um, Jess, I have a feeling it might hit something. Uh, Clackamas Sasquatchians. Is that anything? Oh, wow. You know what I'm talking about, though, right? The, the, have I you ever do. heard of those guys? Yeah. I have. Um, okay. And I actually, I actually have a uh, one of the uh, the books, uh, the Oregon Bigfoot Highway. It's a really and good so, book. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, um, it, it's an interesting group, unfortunately. You know, um, some of the older members, um, I'm trying to think of the gentleman's name, that, that uh, Cliff passed away yeah one of them did pass yeah away. but yeah. um but i'll tell you um you know i mentioned uh beachfoot um mm -hmm. joe Bielart is just gosh one of the nicest guys you'll dude. ever meet yeah. just amazing uh, has so much knowledge um just a super nice guy but um but you know they have um tom powell and you want to talk about spiritual yeah. bigfoot stuff have a couple that's, beers that's with true. tom powell he's <laughs> a cool dude hear. yep but he'll, he'll he'll bend your ear a little bit and and mm -hmm. and he's got some you know if you've read any of his books um you know uh sh the sh uh, shady neighbors i think was that is that uh oh boy um this is terrible uh, but, 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 uh it's name oh this is terrible everyone the, in the chat is like you guys are losers <laughs> like what <laughs> someone so. in the chat say what the the uh the book is um <laughs> it's like is it just the neighbors? Oh, this is terrible. All our Bigfoot cars are being ripped in half right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Mark it's says whatever. one cannot have a couple of beers with Tom. No yeah, right. kidding. Right. I I had like a party ball thing. The very the only the I'm sorry, the first Bigfoot conference thing I, I went to was in uh Tri Cities and it was the Primal People's Conference. And it was like Primal 2012. Peoples. Ooh, I've never heard of that one. It was it was cool, mm. but I had like this party ball thing that was like I, I it was gonna get go to waste, right? So I told Tom Powell, I'm like, hey, hey Tom, I'm like, it's kind of warm, it's not all that cold, but you know, I don't want to see it go to waste. And he's like, Oh yeah, I'll take Jeez. it. So the next thing you know, it's like the last day of the conference, and um, it's like an afternoon or something, and yeah, and I'm sitting there, and then uh Tom <laughs> he nudges me, he goes, gives me one of these and points at the beer. And I'm like all right oh, so <laughs> <laughs> um we are at an hour just want to check in and make sure that uh are you good for chatting chatting some more uh or usually i'm retired man i got nothing with time right. oh that's true you're like forget this all right so i got a really good question from jonathan easily we both talked earlier about how awesome he is um, question for Kip: What about the PG film makes you think it's real? That is a solid question. The one thing that makes me feel that it's real is that 
if you're going to fake something like that, who in their right mind goes with a female subject to try and duplicate (laughs) breasts? And I'm like, I'm like, really? You know? So for me, that's the one thing that really points. And and a lot of people would be like, I don't, doesn't, doesn't, that doesn't seem too weird to me, but it's like, my, my question would be really, if you're going to fake something, why would you make it harder than it has to be? Yeah, Just, that's a good you know, point. Yeah, get your get mm-hmm. Tate's uncle, put some some football pads and throw a Call suit on him and day. send him out there, right? <laughs> so, but yeah, you know what I mean. It's like, why would they? Why would you put boobs on it and try and fake it? It's just to me that 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 screams. It doesn't make sense. That is something. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's a solid answer for sure. Uh, friend Alex is hanging out in here. Sasquatch out of the shadows. If you're not watching that, you should. I'm sure everyone is. Um, favorite experience at Bluff Creek? I know you talked about a few earlier, but if there's one that uh, stands out, what do you think? You know, this is from probably what people want to hear, but probably my favorite experience at Bluff Creek is literally sitting around a campfire late at night mm. at Laos Camp Knowing the history, knowing that, you know, that people like John Green and Renee DeHinden and and those types of people um, happen to be like, like right there. And then talking about some Bigfooting history, it's just, it's like, you know, the saying, if trees could talk, you know, it's to me, that's, that's a favorite experience. And then another favorite experience is, you know, we had um, uh, uh, Mike Mraz passed away from COVID and we happened to just meet Mike and his buddy at Laos camp. Oh, yeah. And okay. they just happened to have all these letters of memorabilia from Renee to Hinden. Wow. And so sitting around at a, cool. at the picnic table, reading letters from Renee to Hinden, um, talking about, you know, other Bigfooters talking about the fact that, um, what did he say? It was, he said, uh, um, somebody was just as crazy I think somebody left the gate open at the funny farm. <laughs> I, he I've heard, I think I've heard that before. Yeah. It's a good so, quote. It's a good yeah. quote, but it's total, oh, man. you know, it's total Renee, right? It's like, you know, if you, Oh yeah. I never met Renee. I've seen him on commercials and seen, you know, he's it's obviously, true. you know, Your commercials. you know, he's, he's been, um, you know, famous enough that they, you know, tried to mimic him, you know, in, in uh, Harry and the Hendersons, you know? So, true. Yep. You know, but you could just, it's just funny seeing some of that personality captured back when, you know, letter writing was an art, right? People mm-hmm. actually wrote letters. They didn't type, or they didn't text, you know? So, um, yeah, it's pretty, pretty interesting to me. My favorite Renee thing is uh, the video that's on the Sasquatch archives where it's like Perez is doing the, the presentation about how, the PG film is fake and Renee just freaks out. It's like so good. Oh man. Right. If I could travel back in time, what a time to travel to. Could you imagine? Oh my God. Great. It was fun I, talking to Perez or uh, Daniel about that. It was good stuff. Daniel's uh, he's a, he's a good dude. He is a good dude. He's got a lot of, he, he's one of the old timers. That's, that's the scary thing, dude is because like you can, like he started early too, but yeah, now um he's one of the old timers and then like cliff and bobo are not too young anymore like you know no i'm not too young anymore but i'm it's you know what i mean 
and Absolutely. You, you still have a long ways to go, but you're good. So I'm young at heart. I'm immature. Right. That's what keeps me young. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have uh, do you have a pretty solid uh, Bigfoot book collection or? Uh, I, I had a fair collection. I think I have some in storage, but when you, when you sell your sticks and bricks house and you get rid of almost everything and you, you're, you know, down to just a few things. Um, you know, I do have the new Bluff Creek book. I have, uh, the Oregon Bigfoot highway. Love that. Um, you know, um, one of my favorites is Raincoat Sasquatch by Robert Alley. Yep. So, you know, I've got a couple of those are, are, are definitely my, my kind of go-tos. That is, that is solid. Um, I need to, I need to read Raincoat Sasquatch. I've, uh, that is one I have not read yet. So I'm hoping to read that soon. Um, are you familiar with the old podcast, Bigfoot Tonight with, um, uh, there were two gentlemen, one passed away, sadly. Um, but there's mm-hmm. some really good interviews with, with Dr. Robert Alley and he talks about Raincoat Sasquatch and he okay. talks about those different experiences that he writes about. And I, I, I've listened to it several times. It's I'll have to check it out. Pretty, pretty cool. Is it one of those, like, uh, was it like blog talk radio back? Exactly. In the day? It's one yeah. of those. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of good stuff from Stacy uh, Hostetler and uh, I can't remember the other individual, but the, but they, they had a great show back in the day. So nothing like yours. Kip, Kip, you old rascal. Um, <laughs> thank you. Do you have any advice for, let's say, the next generation of Bigfooters? And I'm talking 25 and under. So, like, really next gen, right? I, I think uh, it's next gen. I would say my advice would be um, get to know and pick the brains of the, the older experienced group, but don't mm-hmm. get don't don't get bogged down by by that. In other words, keep your mind open, look for, for other, other things to be, you know, I mean, just like the, the, uh, all the sound evidence that's being looked at now. I mean, mm-hmm. 20 years ago, that wasn't really, you know, it's like, ah, uh, you know, we, we don't, but being able to analyze that. So oh, yeah, I, yeah, I would right. say, be curious, uh, try and get out in the woods as much as you can be curious, uh, keep your mind open, you know, again, not to say that um, I'm a spiritual Bigfooter or I'm a, you know, mm-hmm. but but keep your mind open. You know, there's a lot of interesting things that could be gleaned out there. So, um, and I guess that the only other thing that I would, uh, that I would uh, try and pass along to me, have fun. That's why I'm involved in this whole thing is it's yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. You know, these the people, the friendships that I've been able to, to make, I mean, it, that's awesome. And, you know, for me, if I get to go camping and I get to hang out with people that I enjoy the company of, and then, Oh, by the way, there's this Bigfoot thing. That's kind of, to me, that's the bonus. Um, but certainly the relationships, the friendships, the experiences, the hanging out, the, the, you know, the, you know, doing the night walks or hanging around the campfire and listening and talking. And, and, you know, to me, um, and I, and I guess one other thing, and it's something I try and live by, there are many things in my life that I take very, very, very serious. Um, okay. My my career I took very serious. Sure. You know, my 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 life. Uh, you know things like that. But I just don't take myself too serious. That's why I, I that's why I have so much fun. I just you know there's so many things to get worked up and stressed out about in life, and it's like life's too short. 
Yeah. Have fun, it, you know, you, you find that you realize that as for me and I'm okay. I, I'm almost 40. I'm like 37. Right. What? But it's like health issues are starting to kick in. And it's like, then you realize you cannot take life serious anymore because it's like, you just got to have fun because once you start taking uh maintenance medication, you're like, I, I don't have forever. So let's have a good That's time. Right. You know? You yeah, know ab- but, yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and um, I, I would say that, you know, these new newer documentaries, like what um, Jonathan pulled out and Tate and, oh, and so you know, good. Alec and Eli, I so mean, good. amazing. And, and, some of the things that it's like, I, I think it was Jonathan's, um, you know, they were back in at Laos camp and they were like making a hamburger, you know, and I'm sitting there. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the kind of stuff I'm thinking, man, see, that's what I like to do. I like to hang out with the bros or the bros and the sisters and, and hang out and have a good meal. And, you know, certainly, you know, look for evidence and do all these different things. But, but again, it's, it's the experience of being out with friends and, and being with people that you enjoy the company of. For so. sure. And Jonathan says, if you get zero squatch action, you still have one of the best times ever. That is the truth, right? Absolutely. Um, I apologize, Facebook user. I do not know what your name is because you have to click the link, uh, the StreamYard link for me to know who you are. But the question is, Kip, do you have any plans on your current traveling, RVing, to do some squatching? That's a That's a good question. Well, at this point, with the weather the way it is, um, I'm going to be probably a lot like uh, birds. I'm I'm going south for the winter. Mm. So, but at this point, um, what I hope to do this summer, uh, I'd like to spend some extended time uh, up uh, on the Olympics. I'd like oh, to spend yeah. some extended time up and around Bluff Creek. Uh, you know, now that I live in a, you know, it's a the fifth wheel that I live in is. It's built on an off-road chassis. It's built to be out for long periods of time. And uh, my wife being, uh, she's a, a nature journaler. Uh, oh, cool. And uh, she has her own business. It's called Pyrosketchology, talking about sketching for fire and those types of things. All right. Um, so she's really into what, and as a biologist, she's really into being outside. And so our our interests kind of connect. And Perfect. so it makes it easier to try and, and do some of those things. But um but, you know, I, I hope to get to some remote places and just set up and hang out for two weeks. Um, That's awesome. And, and does that mean that I'm going to go out and therm every night? No. I'm going to make myself interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Probably going to drink a lot of Tito's and, you know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, just uh, enjoy myself and hopefully have lots of friends come visit and sit around the campfire. And then, and you know, so Love that's it. what I'm hoping to do. That's that sounds like a good time for sure. Uh, let's see. Mark has a question. Kind of silly, but I like it. When you're named as Bigfooter of the Year, when Lyle Blackburn in his video says, Chip Merrill, 2021 Bigfoot of the Year, we know it's going to happen. How do you plan to use the crown to bring about world peace? You got to let well, us know, I guess. I, I think one of the first things I'd have to do is let people know that um, – Freedom exists in pants. So you got to say that one more time because it like cut out really in a weird part. And I was like, oh, freedom exists without pants. Okay. That's see, I was like, did he really say it? Yeah, he said it. Okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) And and, and kind of like the meme that you, 
<laughs> kind of like the meme uh, that you uh, that you put down um uh that's oh if good. you know then you know yeah <laughs> that's exactly. kind of the same thing if you know then you know exactly so, uh, you know in all seriousness there are, there's some people that have done some amazing things out there this year and um yep, yep. you know robert leiterman in that book that was that was pretty that was a solid and then um you know the olympic project and looking at those nest sites and conducting mm. that long-term research um you know there's there's some solids out there so it'll be interesting to see you know who really walks away with that it title. really will be yeah yeah, and listeners of the podcast, if you're into Bigfoot and you're not subscribed to Daniel Perez's uh, Bigfoot Times newsletter, uh, what are you doing? You got to check that out. It's really good. It's the best $20 a year you'll ever spend. Oh, it's yeah, it's it's awesome. And, and like he says, as Daniel says about his newsletter, if you don't get it, you just don't get it. You just don't get so. it, dude. That's the thing. Um <laughs> Can Squatch says, question, what kind of thermal do you use? I guess, or recommend, could be. Yeah, could be, well, yeah. so um, I, I was able to uh, come into some some cash when we sold our house. And so my okay. wife. I was like, oh, am I going to have to edit this? <laughs> <laughs> so um, I actually bought a Pulsar. It's in, uh, I think it's the XP50. It's a monocular. It was right around $4,000, something like Holy that. Holy mackerel, dude. Um, wow. Nice. But I'm telling you, you know, if you look at some of the, the flurs, like the, the older flurs that were yeah. back then, you look through this and your mind's going to be like, wow. like, um, Todd, is Todd still on? If Todd's on, Todd will, Todd will be the first to go. Oh yeah. That he was pretty surprised with Todd the knows. quality. Nice. Oh yeah. Cool. Good, good answer. Good, solid answer. So, what I get from that is everyone sell their house and buy that that thermal. <laughs> you know, don't, and don't sell your house. Research doesn't have to be expensive. You know, I think that um, you know th these are amazing things. I, I think it was was it Cliff or, or or I think it was Bobo mentioned once when the first when Flurs first came out, they were like, mm -hmm. "Oh yeah, this this will be solved in like two weeks. It's going to be done." And that was however many years ago. So, you know, it's, it's just like anything, you know, there's people that can go out and fish and they've got all the fanciest gear and they've got, you know, I got my $2,000, you know, fly rod and I've got all this stuff and they show up out there. And then the little kid with his little spin rod, you know, catches right, this big exactly. you know, so I, I wouldn't get wrapped around the spokes on some of those things. I would just go out there and observe and, and document and experience and in in a lot of times it's not you know i'll be the first to admit i'm selfish when it comes to going out and if you're talking about research and those types of things i'm i'm into it for my own experience i'm in it to to have you know and i shouldn't say i'm selfish in this in that sense i mean i i'm i'm there to help with camp and i'm there to you know drive people or whatever it is you know you know help with food or whatever it is i yeah, I, yeah. i'm not trying to say that i'm selfish that way but I, what i'm saying is um i'm selfish in the sense that you know i'm there because i want to have an experience i'm not there because i want to share it with everybody um mm -hmm. certainly you know my my close friends i want to if i have something happen and i want to be able to experience and share it but i'm not out there to you know because i i because I want to be Bigfooter of the year. It just happens. But, uh, but you know, it, it's just, I, I just want to, I just want to have my own experience. 
And I, and I, I always fall back to this though. I always tell people, I think I want to have an experience. I think I do. Cause I know a lot of people that have them wish that they hadn't, you know, it can be a very life changing experience. Yeah. yeah. So. I mean, who knows? Like at the end of the day, it's like a huge apex predator creature. And I mean, it could be a, you actually see one that that could be pretty wild. I mean, it would be pretty wild. There's no, it could be like, it would be very wild. And it's like, yeah, you don't know how as a human and your, your like, um, just your, I'd say primitive brain kicks in and you're like fight or flight. Like you freak out. I don't know how I would react to be honest. It, your own it, mental it, health. You know, yeah. the idea that you're seeing something that everybody tells you doesn't exist and that you're crazy. Mm-hmm. And yet you smelled it, you saw it, you were 10 feet away from it. You know what a bear looks like. Um, and so, you know, I, I would probably, I, I'm sure that there's a fair number of people that have had experiences and wish they never had because of oh, the, yeah, the sure. impact that it's had on their mental health, their friends, their family, uh, their professional life, you know, so you know, I think that there's a lot of people that just wish that it didn't happen. So I, I always kind of mm-hmm. preface it with, I'm out there, right? I, obviously, I, I would want to have a, some sort of an encounter and experience. And again, I think I do. But I also think that I'm, I'm probably more mentally prepared for something like that because I've been kind of interested in it for so long. Makes so, sense. But Makes sense. again, um, you know, I, I think that the other thing is, too, that you know, the, the important thing is that Occam's razor, you know, a logical explanation for things. You know, there are people that go out in the woods and everything is a Bigfoot. Oh, my gosh, that barred owl. You know, it's an, it's an ape. And and I know it was this and I know it was that. And, you know, I would always, uh, you know, basically, uh, you know, challenge people to to be, uh, you know, <laughs> put your skepticals on. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um let's so we'll end with this question let's say that there are there are people listening and they're like oh man i've never had these awesome connections like kip has had like going out to recreate thermal footage and stuff like that like how would you recommend someone that's new to bigfooting get involved with like what's a good way to get involved with the community that that's you know a healthy way what what do you recommend well, you know, the most logical one and probably the most damaging one can be Facebook, you know, but, but it's true, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's a great medium to be able to try and meet people and, and find people that have, you know, similar interests. I, I don't know much about Reddit and some of those, but, but certainly, no, you know, you know, connecting with people and, and looking for the opportunity mm-hmm. to just, uh, you know, come out and participate, um, you know, Try and, you know, if if and when there's a group that's going to go out, ask, hey, would it be all right if I came out with you guys? And then I would say, you know, be prepared, ask questions, be prepared to listen. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that we experience that come out into the woods that have no eth- uh, uh, no wilderness ethic. And it's mm. not because they're bad people. It's because they just don't know. You know, I've seen people, they take their garbage, they're like, oh, they're done with their sandwich. They take the wrapper and they throw it. I was like, whoa, 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 hang on a second. Oh, not good. Not good. Pack it in, pack it out. You know, so, and so the lot of, a lot of that, you know, comes with 
you know, being open-minded and, and asking questions and trying to contribute, you know, Hey, uh, you know, I brought, <laughs> you know, extra tortillas so I can help, you know, with breakfast or, That's awesome. um, you know, it, it just be prepared to come out, listen, learn, have a good time and contribute. How about that? I love that. Yeah. Leave, uh, whatever, uh, pride you have at home make yourself a kind of a servant type person to or you know what i mean like to help others uh just be a good person yeah i like that i like that totally and have fun and, and again don't take yourself too serious and just remember there's two things that that, that squatchers hate and that's change and the way things are just remember that <laughs> that's funny oh man kip has been really really fun chatting with you uh tonight and i am uh, thankful for everyone hanging out with us. And there's been some really good questions in the chat. Um, bef- as we close out, uh, if s- people are wanting to, um, do you have a, a presence people can? Sorry, I had to do this oh. for Lauren. Oh, that's right. We got to get the night callers Bigfoot radio hat on. I, I love it, dude. I love it. Go Lauren. Um, are there ways that people can follow what you're doing? Or you're pretty much, uh, not really have a huge social media presence. Uh, what would you say to that? Oh, okay. We're going to wait a second. I think we had a little glitch with the Wi-Fi. We're going to give them a minute. Oh man. Uh Oh, Kip. I don't know if you're, you're there still. Um, Oh boy. It was, it was the hat. It totally was the hat. All right. Um, someone in the chat, let me know if you can hear me right now. Um, I'm not sure if, okay. Kip had to drop. We're going to give him a minute to see if he can jump back in. Um, yeah. He does kind of look like James Hetfield from Metallica. Oh, no. Okay. Well, uh, hold on all. So Kip just, uh, (laughs) this is funny. Kip just messaged me. His computer shut down 100%. So we are going to call it a night, but it's been real fun chatting with uh, Kip. Uh, thank you all for for hanging out. Uh, do me a favor if you like this video and subscribe to the channel so you don't miss any future interviews uh, with people in crypto zoology. And uh, have a great rest of your night, all. Thanks for taking your time out of your busy day and spending some time with us. Uh, go ahead and uh, subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Leave a review on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, and uh, your preferred podcast platform. And uh, if you have any stories, you can give us an email at bigfootsociety at gmail.com. And again, check out the articles we have and more preferred book lists at bigfootsocietypodcast.com. You can always go to Instagram at Bigfoot Society. And we have a TikTok now. It gets pretty crazy there. Bigfoot.society. At Bigfoot.society. 
If you'd like to support the Bigfoot Society podcast and help us keep the lights on, head on over to patreon.com forward slash the Bigfoot Society. And for a low cost per month, you can get your very own Bigfoot Society membership card in the mail. We'll see you there. Thanks again for taking your time listening to the Bigfoot Society podcast. We'll see you next week. Uh, Next Saturday will be a new episode. And also, if you want to take part in the live taping of the episode and put your questions in there for the guest, just remember, subscribe to the Bigfoot Society YouTube channel and hit the bell so you don't miss out on any of those episodes. Thanks again, all, and we'll see you next time. The views and opinions expressed are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Bigfoot Society. Any content provided by our guests are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone. Thank you.